Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome uh, my good friend, Mitchell Levy. How are you doing today, Mitchell? <laughs> Dan, I'm doing great. Always good to see you, man. Always good to see you. Fantastic. Great to see you. You know, when I wrote my book, I, I quickly realized there were five different levels of book authorship. Um, at the very top, I call this level five, are the ones that are true thought leadership. You know, people who really came up with an interesting new idea, did a ton of research, and really made a name for themselves, you know, good to great in search of excellence, books like that, books that people on this podcast will probably say, I'd love to write a book like that, but I don't have the time or energy to do that. So below that is the big business card book, which I really specialize in. But, you know, you could write books from blog posts, and people who have been on this podcast have done that. And our guest today actually takes that one step further and says you can write a book based on your tweets and your sound bites. So Mitchell, tell us all about that fascinating process. Well, I was going to say it's uh, the the way you classified it was fine because it fit well in your book. But we've had authors who have created books that are that number five category. So we have a done for you book publishing service. And what's really amazing when I think about it, it takes 320 hours to write and publish a book. What we do with, with our company with Think Aha, I only need, I'm going to save you 310 hours, and I only need 10. And in those 10 hours, the, it's all scattered other than the first four. In that first hour, we sit down and I come up with your title and table of contents. And typically what happens is the title of your book also is your CPOP, your customer point of pain. So I've interviewed 500 thought leaders on credibility and 98% cannot articulate without a little bit of support who they serve and how best they serve. Because you want a book as a vehicle to attract your client base to come your way because you are the recognized expert at solving that problem. That is what your CPOP is, your customer point of pain. If you can articulate that well, and then you reinforce it with a concept of a book, then what happens? You get brought into the door. It doesn't mean you're going to close business based on your book. What it's going to do is open the door so you can talk to that uh, party and then use that to close business. Fantastic. And so, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. I thought you were done. Oh, no, no, no problem. So what happens is I need an hour to come up with your title and table of contents. We do that together. If that represents your CPOP, we then create an asset called a book. And that asset called a book, I do a three-hour interview to pour your genius. And from that, we do create quotes, which are uh, available to, to tweet or share on Facebook or share on LinkedIn. I've got a platform called Aha That that has 2 million users, and those users are actually sharing your content. But more importantly, we're creating a book in hardcover, paperback, Kindle. We let you read your book uh, in an audio perspective. And then part of the service now 
is we take one of the sections of your book and we create a one-hour course. So when you're done with us, uh, for the book itself, you spend 10 hours, essentially four hours up front defining what the book is about and then having that three-hour interview. And that's all we need to pull the genius from your, from your head. However, and this is what's really important, we're going to be sharing content with you. We're going to share the descriptions of, of what the book is about. We share section summaries of what the sections are about. We're going to share 140 aha messages. And you get to up those, update those and make them yours. So maybe we got it 80% right or 85% right. The other six hours of the total 10 hours you're going to spend writing is you're going to go in and you're going to be taking a look and giving us ideas for the cover, giving us ideas for the, the, the content that needs to go in board. And Dan, here's one other thing I'll say. As part of the interview, I use a concept called the parking lot. In a parking lot, you put things that are important but not important for a particular project. So in that three-hour conversation, we're going to come up with a list of parking lot ideas of things that you should be able to add to your book. So I have books in front of me that the author, uh, I have one author, he's taken an ebook that he was already using. And that's an appendix of the book. Or we might say, hey, listen, you need to do a video of the following to make stuff happen. And so the the book itself, the one thing that's interesting is I do not believe that books today are the only way in which we can communicate. These are, these are things which are physical things. So we include QR codes in our books that then point to videos of you talking to sections of the content. And so your ability as an author is to be able to reach out to people in so many different ways, in video, in, in audio, in the audio book, um, in PDFs, in the Kindle, in paperback, in hardcover. And essentially, we if, if you want to spend your time, that 310 hours we're saving you, marketing yourself and getting your brand out there, while we do the writing and publishing of the book, we press the easy button. Fantastic. You made that seem so easy. You know, I thought that you actually took someone's blog posts and tweets and whatever and edited from there. Uh, And I guess you could do that, too. But I didn't realize you actually would interview people who don't have any content at all and uh, find out what's inside their head and create the content from there. So I guess it works both ways. Very cool. Uh, And then after you after you create that content as a book, it can be tweeted out or put in blogs or turned to video uh, so you get a lot of bang for your buck in terms of creating content. So that that's really cool. You know, I didn't want to imply at all when I introduced the concept of the five levels of books, uh, going from tweets to thought leadership and individual research as one being better than the other. Because I know you've worked with a lot of people and I've read your books and, you know, you can pick up a lot of information as a reader by reading these little sound bites and tweets uh, 365 of them. And you can also position yourself as an author, as a totally credible person by, by doing this information. And frankly, today people have such limited time spans and limited attention spans. We only talk for 15 or 20 minutes because I don't think people want to listen more. Uh, so why not have a book that people can really read through in just a couple of minutes and be credible? Can you tell us about some of your case studies of authors who've used books for the credibility and the kind of results they've gotten? Absolutely. Let me, I'll do one. I'll do my own and then we'll talk about a couple others. Great. So first, by the way, we typically do 140 aha messages, not 365. <laughs> we have done a 365 and that was somebody who wanted a calendar. So 
what often happens is so you have a book and I'm holding the book right now called Credibility Nation. And in Credibility Nation, it is a call to action of how we as humans can be more credible and how you can be credible in your business as well as your life. And what happens is I sometimes run into CEOs and I'm thinking in the top of my mind, a CEO of a 200 person company who used to market themselves and now wants his people to market him. Or think of it as somebody who all your business has come from word of mouth marketing. So what I'm going to say is this is a international best-selling book. And somebody says, well, Mitchell, I, I just don't want to market anymore. I want my people to market or I just want people to find me. And, and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to read for you aha number eight from the book. And so I'm doing this as a case study to show that what happens is you take your content and put it in a book. It then becomes an international or we do part of what we deliver is an Amazon best-selling book. So you have an Amazon best-selling book and then you could read content from it. So I'll often say with aha number eight, it says, if you don't want to talk about yourself and your credibility and your competition does, who's going to get the job? And then it says, not you. So what happens is you're going to end up with 140. You pick five or 10 of those, those messages that resonate with you and you use that in your marketing. So that by itself gets you in the door. Here's where our authors who have doubled, tripled, uh, 10x their business is in that 310 hours we've saved. What they'll do is while we're writing and working on the publishing, they'll research their, they'll come up with their dream 100. They will then create FedEx envelopes, handwritten notes. And when the book comes in, they sign the book. They might put a sticky pad next to the aha message that's relevant. And then they'll send the books out. And those people who have done that, and A, the calls will come in. B, you do follow-up calls with those people who haven't followed through with you. Those people who have done that have 2x, 3x, 4x, 10x their business. Because what happens is the content's there. The validity's there. The credibility is there. And now what they've done is instead of spending 320 hours writing and publishing, they spent 10 and take it and have extra time to actually go out and attract those people who should be doing business with them. Fantastic. Uh, let's get a little bit deeper on that marketing. Do they, do they put a little sticky note on page 53? Do they uh, highlight the page? Do there's their cover letter? Uh, give us a little bit more of the tactics there. Oh, so yes and yes. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> yes and yes. You know, there's no, there's no right and wrong on anything. For me, for instance, since I read AHA number eight, I'd have a sticky pad on AHA number eight. And for instance, let's say I had 20 people who were like that. I might have a cover letter that I create that actually specifically references AHA number eight in the cover letter itself. So please look at page so-and-so, take a look at AHA number eight. Oh, by the way, there's a couple other messages in there you need to resonate with as well. I mean, the more, the clearer you can make it so that you're directing your prospect to a potential solution to their pain point. The clearer you can do that and the quicker you can get there, the quicker the follow-up step happens. Definitely. Um, I'm just curious, you know, what kinds of topics or people work best with a AHA book? Oh, that's a, it's a, it's a beautiful question. And I, as you were talking before, so you don't need to have 
you don't need to have books. You don't need to have uh, any social media. You do, however, need to be uh, smart and knowledgeable in the area that you have expertise. And it can't just be book smart. Because it just, if what happens in the three-hour interview is I'm pulling the genius from your head of how you serve your clients. And it's, I have to tell you, Dan, it's the most funnest part of my day when I get to actually spend three hours focused on somebody else's credibility and their energy and what they do and how they serve. And so if it's, I'm trying to think about how best I have turned people away because they're just not ready. Like if you, if you don't know your CPAP and we can't figure it out, you don't know who you, who you serve and how yet I would make recommendations of how you go about uh, servicing and getting more clients before you write your book. It, it has to be, um, if you're not credible in how you communicate, if in the conversation what's happening is I'm seeing inconsistencies, once again, we, we just couldn't, I've got this moral fiber, this code, this credible thing I can't publish if somebody's making shit up. And so it, you've, you, what I want to be able to do is I want people to be credible and, and credibility now has, uh, I, having done the 500 interviews, there are, there are 10 components that represent credibility. And at the end of the day, people need to know, like, and trust you. And there, and, and I've created components under, underneath each of those. And what your book does, your book is an interesting way for people to get to know, like, and trust you. In particular, though, it's a little bit more about the know and the, know and the trust. And what we do is we integrate the videos to get them to, to like you a little bit more. And if during the interview, Dan, I guess if I don't like you, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if it's not working because what I'm doing is finding inconsistencies in how you talk, will I will politely uh, back out. And, and so what does it take? Someone who's knowledgeable, capable, who has experience solving the problem that they want to write the book on. Mitchell, in, in the green room, we, we spoke about your other project where you've interviewed 500 thought leaders on how to build credibility and such like that. Can you give us a few tips on what you found that run across the board, on uh, what makes for a credible person, especially this age of everyone making up their own facts <laughs> and opinions. What, what rings true and, and from the 500 people those, you spoke to? Those that are interested uh, in the book, Credibility Nation, the website, Credibility Nation, uh, you can learn a whole lot more. For a couple tips, I'm trying to think about the my, my most favorite. Uh, it was actually, you and I had a conversation about J.B. Crumb. It was somewhere around interview 80. I was on, uh, and I, I now I've done probably 550, 600, but I did 500 interviews to get to the book. Around interview 80, I was in the green room with J.B. Crumb, and he goes, Mitchell, what are we going to title your show? And and he goes, it's, and, and, and I was thinking to myself, well, what have I learned so far? It's my first, my first actual podcast uh, ha- having started the interviews. And I came up with a simple phrase. It is show up when you show up. And, and I'll tell you what that represents. It means coming early, being prepared, coming with your heart. So I was doing a, and still do a live show. 
What I have to tell you is 23% of people come late. 4% come after the half hour. All right? Now, if I'm going to recommend you to somebody else and you come late to a live show, guess what? You're not going to get my recommendation. I'm not going to want to work with you. It's so, so coming early, particularly if you're doing a live show, coming early is 10 minutes or before. Dan, I was hanging out 10 minutes or before. Um, coming on time is between nine minutes and four minutes. And I have to tell you, if you're doing a live show, even coming at four minutes is, is you're going to make the host crazy. Coming late is between three minutes and zero. And coming rude is after the hour. Mm. So one, come early. Two, come prepared. Make sure that you Google the person's name ahead of time. and You know what's going on in their lives. I've had people come to me to try to sell me a product and the first words out of their mouth is, oh, hey, Mitchell, tell me what you do so I could sell you my product. <laughs> I have to tell you, that conversation did not go the way they expected. <laughs> um, so show the respect. If you have a conversation of meeting schedule with somebody, show the respect to look at their website, see what's going on before you, you talk to them. And then the last piece is come with your heart. So it turns out when people would first come into the green room, it was about 50-50. Those people, some people were so nervous. Some people just never showed up with their heart. They don't show who they are. And by the time we're done with a green room conversation and have the, the actual talk, I would say 80% of the people came with their heart for the interview itself. Now, let's say that's 20% who didn't. They didn't because maybe they couldn't. And initially, if I started interviewing right away, it'd be 50%. 50% of the people showed up not showing their heart. So let's be clear. If you don't show your heart, I can't see you. If I can't see you, I can't, to, can't get to know you. If I can't get to know you, I can't get to trust you. If I can't get to trust you, why would I want to do business with you? So what did I learn? Show up when you show up. Come early. Be prepared. Come with your heart. Fantastic. That's great information. You know, for people who've, who want to write a longer book or actually let's go back to the aha books and, and the idea, you know, how can they get into the right frame of mind to begin to work with you? Um, because uh, a lot of people, well, I find that people have a couple of things that hang them up. Uh, one is that they think that there are a hundred thousand other books on this topic. Why do I need to write one? Who would listen to me? And the second is the imposter syndrome. It's like, you know, why am I so great? Why should I be writing this book? Who am I to write a book? How do you deal with those kinds of issues for your clients? Now, do you realize both those questions have the same answer? You know, I, as I was phrasing the question, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so you <laughs> tell the answer. Go right ahead. <laughs> well, because you and I play in the same space. So we know they sound like different questions, but they're really the same answer. And that is the book to get you. So, so first, let's do the big picture, and then I'll answer that question. Here's a big picture. In the old days, a thought leader was somebody who was handpicked by a publishing company who said, you're the expert in this space. Spend a 1,000 hours writing this book. We're going to tout you around the world, and we're going to make money based on your book sales. And that was the thought leader. And they would stand on top of the mountain, and they'd shout, they'd shout their directions, and their flock would say, Okay, how high do you want me to jump? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Those days are gone. Just to be clear, those days, having somebody look at you and say, oh, my God, you're amazing. Write a book. Your life's going to change. That's not going to happen. Period. 
Now, there might be, like winning a lottery ticket, the occasional person who gets on the Oprah or, or something happens where amazing things happen. So what happens is, let's look at what your book is, and I'll answer your questions directly. Your book is your point of view. Your point of view should be, and by definition, is different than everyone else's point of view. And so you're going to take your point of view of how you solve, how you address the clients whose issues you want to address. And what happens is they're using that asset in an asynchronous form. So synchronous communication is when you're talking to somebody. Asynchronous is when they are looking at your website, looking at your social media, looking at an interview like this. By the time you watch this, you're watching this, you're interacting with this, you're listening to this podcast, it's asynchronous, right? You're getting a feeling of me, you're getting a feeling of my heart, but you're not being able to ask me questions directly. A book is that as well. It's an asynchronous vehicle to help communicate that you are credible and have expertise in solving that problem. What a lot of people do, Dan, is they want to write a book on what they have expertise in yesterday. And that's not what you want to write a book in. You want to write a book in is how you have expertise that's going to get you to tomorrow. And so it's your point of view that focuses on your expertise that allows you to open up the doors with those prospects who have the same issue that you've talked about. They, they want you to help solve. And by definition, your point of view is different than everyone else's point of view. If it's not, by the way, that's a different question, and we'll take that to the psychologist. And if your point of view is different than everyone else, your book will be different than everyone else's. And so what I do as part of that interview is pull out your genius, pull out that expertise, pull out the piece of you that, that sort of is, oh, this is the audience you're going after, and this is what you said. What about that? And occasionally I'll give ideas of where people can create their business because what happens with a Think Aha book as part of the interview is I'm helping the person create a book that's there for tomorrow. Sometimes it's things they thought about. Many times it's things they thought about. Occasionally it's things they're not. And then one of the questions you started that you then reversed on is how do we make your book bigger? Well, that's where it's really cool. When we're doing the interview, I'm going to suggest that there are things we talk about that don't belong in the book that we typically do, however, can go there. So remember, I'm saving you 310 hours. <laughs> what happens if I say, if you say, oh my God, Mitchell, I got to write a chapter on this. Great. If it doesn't fit in the book, let's make it an appendix and you write it or get in front of a video camera and you talk about that topic for five, 10 minutes and we'll put a QR code that references it. Right? So there are many things you could put in appendices of book. There's also front and back matter, prefaces, forwards, um, introductions. There are things you could add. So if you want to add and expand to your book, what I have is a framework. And I guarantee once we do the interview, I'm going to give you that book. What then needs to happen is you get to decide of the things on the parking lot list you want to spend time on to add to your book. And so that's where it's your point of view and you could add to it by incorporating other elements of your business or things that you do that make sense. Fantastic. And that way people can maximize their TED Talks, their PowerPoints, their podcasts, and other intellectual property. Mitchell, this has been a wonderful conversation. Why don't you tell us who your perfect client is and how they can get in touch with you? You know, the perfect client is the one that when you hear this, you know it's true. And 
And you're really interested in finding more prospects and closing more business and delivering on what you were brought to this earth to do, delivering on your service purpose. Your service purpose is not to sit down and write a book. So my best clients are those people who go, oh, my God, if I could snap my fingers and have this asset. By the way, we're four months from the time we start to the time you're an Amazon best-selling author. So if the person says, oh, my God, I would love to do that. And you could still write your book and get that done a year or two from now. But four months from now, if you want an asset that you could use to drive more business, that's the perfect client. And then um, how best to get a hold of me? You know, I, I've got a number of different sites you can go to, and you're going you're gonna, to uh, put in the show notes, ahathat.com slash author is where you can read about the book writing process. But if this was interesting to you, go to, go to the website, mitchellevy360.com. And there what happens, you'll see uh, it'll reference my social media, reference some of the things I'm doing, including uh, Credibility Nation. And if you want to book time directly on my calendar, it has my calendar, and you can book time directly there. And I just... For me, it's about cutting through the junk and getting directly at, listen, if you need to talk to me, talk to me. If you're going to waste my time, please just don't make the meeting in the first place because it's not a good use of our time. And I don't mean that in a negative way. It's not a good use of your time. If you're prepared, let's make time and you get access to my calendar. I'd love to talk to you and help you reach those, those members in the world, those people who need to see you. The book is the best way. You know this, Dan, because you're doing it. It is the best credibility tool. So let's let's you spend the time getting the book in the hands of the people who need to see you. Let my team spend the time of creating the book to give to you. Fantastic. Thanks for being with us today, Mitchell. <laughs> my pleasure. Thanks, Dan. I loved it. Thanks for listening to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.